this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 18, and today I'm going to talk about a few great books related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! I thought because it's close to Halloween, I would jump on the bandwagon and talk about scary books. But before I get started, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. It's Feminist Icon Cross Stitch. 30 Daring Designs to Celebrate Strong Women by Anna Fleiss and Lauren Mancuso. Feminist Icon Cross Stitch puts a new spin on smashing the patriarchy, featuring inspiring bios and embroidery patterns of empowering sayings and trailblazing women like Gloria Steinem, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and Beyonce, this book is a celebration of everyone's favorite lady heroes. With an introduction on modern feminism and instructions on the basics of cross-stitch, Feminist Icon Cross-Stitch is a is perfect for veteran crafters who have already knit their own pussy hats and those who are new to the craftivism game. As the book says, the future is female, so start cross-stitching and let those powerhouse women inspire you to make her story. And if you want to dismantle the patriarchy without picking up a needle and thread, the little box of feminist flair has everything you need to feel empowered. With pins, magnets, and patches featuring cross-stitch style slogans and portraits of fearless females like Michelle Obama and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, this kit brings a quirky spin to the feminist resistance. So again, that's Feminist Icon Cross-Stitch and the little box of feminist flair out from Anna Fleiss and Lauren Mancuso, and we thank them for sponsoring. Now, moving on to scary things... Frances Hardinge, one of my very favorite authors, she had a new book out this week called A Skinful of Sorrows. It's a dark historical fantasy novel set during the English Civil War about a family whose legacy is the ability to be possessed by ghosts and one girl in the family who does not want that. I wouldn't want that. Like, how is that a good thing? But it's so fantastic. She has a few other great books. Um, I've probably talked about Fly By Night. That was my introduction to her. It's a a middle grade novel about uh, a land where people are not allowed to read books. Um, But she has a couple of creepy books. One called Cuckoo Song, which is about a young woman who has had an accident that she doesn't remember, um, but she knows that she is not quite right now. Um, If you like creepy doll stories, this is the one for you. She also has The Lie Tree, which came out last year maybe the year before, about a young girl whose scientist father is involved in a scandal and he flees and takes the family to live on this island, Uh, but he's murdered when he's there, or the daughter thinks he's murdered. He dies. Um, And also super creepy, super fun, won awards, so great. She's so fantastic. Again, her name is Frances Hardinge, and she's awesome. Um, If you like creepy short stories, there's Ghost Summer from Tananarive Dew, 
Uh, I know I've talked about her book, The Good House, which is super scary. So if you want another scary house book, that's one. Um, these stories are really fun, especially the, the first one really freaked me out. Things in the Water freak me out. There's also Revenge by Yoko Ogawa. She wrote The Housekeeper and the Professor and then did a complete 180 and wrote this book of very creepy stories about revenge. There's also After the People Lights Have Gone Off by Stephen Graham Jones. I know we've talked about his book Mongrels. His were That was his werewolf novel. I mentioned that a bunch of times. Um, and he just recently had Mapping the Interior, which is a really creepy novella. And these are his, his stories, and they're so great. Um, if you like Stephen King, there is a Stephen King novel I don't hear mentioned often. Um, it's Duma Key. It, it made it sound like that was like one word, sort of like a some kind of monkey. It's Duma, like D-U-M-A, Duma Key. And it's about a guy who has a construction company, I think, or works for a construction company. Um, he's involved in an accident. He loses his arm. He becomes very angry um, after the incident. And it ends with him like getting divorced and his daughter's not wanting to talk to him. And his therapist recommends that he move to Florida and try and take it easy. So he goes down there and he takes up painting um, and he's living in Duma Key, but there's some weird stuff about that land, and some of his paintings get a little freaky. Um, I really enjoyed it, and there's a thing at the end that, like, creeped me right out, having to do with something in his pocket. Um, so if you haven't read that one, I rec that's, like, his most... The one that I would recommend the most, that was the most recent, I think. Um, if I just made any sense saying that out loud. Uh, another great creepy book, super gross. If you like gross books, this is the book for you. It's The Troop by Nick Cutter. It's about a group of, like, they're like Boy Scouts. They're on a little island uh, with their scout leader, and there's some kind of creepy alien infestation thing that, like, gets inside people, and it's so gross. And the book just, like, starts off with a bang. I mean, it just takes right off from there, from, like, here are these things, they're getting inside people, um, and it takes over your body and just disgusting things happen. It's so intense and so creepy. Um, ooh, sirens. I promise it's not me. I just didn't do it. Uh, if you like ghost stories, the scariest ghost story I've read in a long time is I Remember You by Ursa Sigarda Daughter. It takes place in an old house. It's on another uh, island book, like the last, like uh, the troop. It's, there's a empty house that this couple and their friend have decided to renovate and turn into a bed and breakfast, but some freaky stuff happens there. I was so scared. Like, I did not want to read that book at night at all. Like, that is the sign of, like, a scary book for me. It's like, I'm not going to read this before I go to bed. So, another ghost story book that I absolutely love is The Little Stranger by Sarah Waters. Um, it's about, it takes place, I think, in the 1920s. There's a, a young doctor, and he makes house calls to this family in a house that is supposedly haunted, like, weird things are happening there, and he's trying to save them. And it has one of those endings where everybody talks about the ending, because, like, what do you think happened? It's not one of those books where it's like, I don't understand what happened at the end. It's one of those books where, like, you kind of get to decide what you think just took place. She's so brilliant. It, it's so creepy. Plus, I love all of her her historical novels. She's just so fantastic. If you want to read a not very scary, if you are an adult, but so fabulous and will transport you back to your childhood book, don't forget about Bonicula. There's Bonicula, A Rabbit Tale of Mystery 
by Deborah and James Howe, which came out, oh my goodness, I think in like 1978 or like in the early 80s. And it's about a cat and a dog who live with a family. And the family adopts a bunny. And the cat and dog have noticed that the vegetables in the refrigerator are being drained of all their juices. And also the rabbit friend, he only comes out at night. So they think that the bunny is a vampire. It's so cute. Also, I just found out there's a cartoon, apparently, that I had not seen that came out last year, but I'm going to look for that. Um, if you want, if you like true crime, the scariest true crime book I've ever read, probably the scariest book I've ever read, is definitely In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. I know it sounds like, oh, that's a classic, and is it still, yes, yes, it is still alarming and upsetting, and so, so scary. And if you want to read a true, a true crime that was recent, um, People Who Eat Darkness by Richard Lloyd Perry about a very bad man who lives in Japan um, and did terrible things. That is probably the creepiest true crime book I've ever read. Um, and that just another one I couldn't read at night, but I like being creeped out. So um, if you like vampire books, uh, I think I've mentioned my favorite vampire novel is Anno Dracula by Kim Newman. But another one I don't think we've discussed is Some of Your Blood by Theodore Sturgeon, which is an epistolary about a young man and hit the records that his doctor keeps about his visits. Um, he's not up to anything good, and it's very creepy. There's also The Other by Thomas Tryon. If you like creepy twin stories, this is definitely the one to check out, especially the edition that has the Dan Sean um, introduction. It's just so, so good. If you like just creepy, weird, WTF-ery, um, I highly recommend The Wasp Factory by Ian Banks. Um, a very short novel, super disturbing, about a teenager named Frank who makes Frank in Blue Velvet look like a Sunday school teacher. Um, and if you like historical, creepy uh, nonfiction... Um, well, The Butchering Art just came out uh, this week by Lindsay Fitzharris. It's about the true story about uh, Joseph Lister and his campaign to get doctors to wash their hands because they didn't used to, and ew. Um, so if germs really freak you out, then I recommend that you read Spillover, Animal Infections, and The Next Human Pandemic by David Quammen. Um, that will keep you up at night for sure. And if you want to read a really, 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 like something really, really, really scary... I recommend reading the news. So that's it for me this week, book lovers. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Feminist Icon Cross Stitch by Anna Fleiss and Lauren Mancuso. We will have a link to it in the show notes. You can also find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. In the meantime, happy reading!